0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike, obviously. This is my 96th podcast episode. Hopefully, it won't be my last. Today, so I got a Christmas gift of a month and a half or so ago, however long it is now, from my brother and sister-in-law. It was a gift card to go check out this fitness class, Rumble Boxing. It's boxing themed. And i would heard about it. It's a class that uh, Justin Bieber takes, Kevin Hart, Kendall Jenner, David Beckham, Selena Gomez, all these celebrities have been doing it. It's taking over everywhere. It's basically fitness and boxing. I'll explain it in a little bit. But I loved it. And so I posted some stuff about it on my Instagram. And then one of the trainers uh, at Rumble followed me. She's got a huge following herself. And so I said, hey, this would be an awesome person to talk to about what it's like to be on the other side of this class. So here we are today. Julia Stern, she is a full-time Rumble trainer. She's been a, a physical trainer, personal trainer for a long time now, doing a lot of different stuff. She's also been a professional dancer. She's danced for the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA, for the New Jersey Devils and the NHL. She's performed at... Radio City Music Hall, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Oh yeah, she also has a master's in math education. Uh, So she's a Jersey girl now out in San Francisco. Her husband, Andrew, is actually one of the founding trainers of this rumble thing that is just taking the country fitness-wise by storm. So who better than Julia to know exactly what it's been like to be uh, on this Rumble rocket ship since the very beginning. So I talked to her about what a typical day is like for these trainers, how they come up with their classes, what a week is like, what the future is like for Rumble, what can Rumble do to avoid being these other uh, fad workouts that just come and go after a year. I mean, P90X anybody. Uh, So we get to all that. But first, real quick, I just want to do my shameless plugs. If you're new to the podcast, I would love it if you subscribe. We get new awesome guests every episode. Also, go back and give me a rating or a review wherever you listen to this. And follow me on social media, at Mike Janella. I would really love you for it. All right, cool. Without further ado, here she is to talk about everything Rumble, Julia Stern. Well, this Jersey girl was smart, moving out to the West Coast right before this crazy winter hit us. Julia, what's going on?
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm freezing. Uh, How are you doing out there uh, in California? (laughs) A
1: little bit warmer than you. I'm a little warmer than you, but I'm happy. I'll be back in Jersey soon, so hopefully by then it gets warmer.
0: Yeah, people who know me, I moved out to San Diego a few years ago, and I did a year there, and it's great. But yeah, Jersey, once you're from there, you always got to come back every once in a while. It's like... You of course. San Diego
1: is like one of my favorite places in the world, by the way. We almost moved there at one point before Rumble was even born.
0: Oh, wow. Well, maybe you can go down there now that Rumble's getting bigger and bigger. That could be your next uh, Yeah, stop. I'm going to have to
1: take fun. a day trip down
0: there. Wouldn't yeah, be a bad sure. idea. Uh, we're going to talk about all that with you, Rumble, and your history, and how it's just blown up now recently. But uh, Julia, I start the same way with every guest on every episode of my show, because we like to get things off on a good foot. So, I ask you the same question I ask everybody. What's the best thing to happen to you this past week?
1: Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I did not do my research. I should have prepared for (laughs)
0: this question. (laughs) It's not a research because I like to surprise people. I I like to think, you to think of what the most, you know, happiest thing is, the first thing that comes to your mind. It's got to be authentic.
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest, I got a message from a client about how much of a positive impact I've made on their life. And it was at the end of like a really crappy day for me. And it was kind of like a wake up call. And I was like, huh, wow, like, you don't even realize you're so caught up in your own world, but you don't understand how you're affecting other people and just like, little smiles and things like that. And I was like, wow, that was a nice turnaround. And then I felt better and my day was better. Oh,
0: that is nice. That's a really nice thing. Isn't
1: that sweet? That's such a sweet story. <laughs>
0: Seriously. Yeah. Hey, people, just text people randomly, whoever's listening. Tell them you're, they've made a difference in your life. See, it makes you exactly. smile on your face. It's super nice. Exactly. Well, you mentioned it's a client and that's obviously why I have you on here because, I mean, this, this Rumble thing, it is just blowing up over the last, like, six months, I think. And I'm sure the work that's gone into it has been... A lot longer than that, but I think it's just getting so much coverage now. I finally took a class uh, last month. I'm going back again next week, so I wanted to talk to someone that has been, you know, behind the scenes on the ground floor, all about it. But first, in case anyone isn't aware, if they've been living under a fitness rock lately, uh, give me describe Rumble in 30 seconds or less.
1: For sure, I can give you the whole little. I've compacted it into one nice little package for Perfect. you that we tell all the people. Um, <laughs> So it is under two. Actually, it just hit two years old. Um, Our first location was in Chelsea, Manhattan, and now we are expanded to New York. We have three studios there. There is one in L.A. and another in San Francisco with many more on the way. Um, But it is a 45 minute boxing inspired group fitness class. So what that means is there are 10 rounds. Half the time you'll be boxing on these big aqua bags that are full of almost 200 pounds of water. Um, and the other half of the time, you'll be working with dumbbells and brass knuckles doing strength and conditioning exercises. So the rounds are three minutes. They're really short. By the time you're exhausted by something, you're already moving on to the next thing. Um, and it's loud. It's dark. It feels like a club. We have a professional DJ that cultivates all our music. We have a lighting system. So, I mean, the best way to describe it is fun. You don't feel like you're working out. You feel like you're having a great time. All right,
0: that and was, I think, only like, uh, like 41 <laughs> seconds. So, yeah, you're close to the 30. Yes. I'll give it to you. All it's right, close I'm 10 enough. Over, but worth it. <laughs> definitely worth it. Yeah, I can say, I think it's it's like a boxing match meets a nightclub. It's kind of just like this weird thing. Yeah, between, like you said, it's the music and it's dark and there's. Black lights and it's it's boxing rounds uh, timing wise and you get to wear boxing gloves and feel like Floyd yes. Mayweather which is really fun and
1: you get to knock some stuff out and let all that stress and tension out of you so it's good
0: uh, yeah and trust me by the time you go to one of these classes I'm sure it's usually for a lot of people end of the day after work you're gonna have stress you're gonna have stuff you want to punch the shit out of and this gives you a good for opportunity sure. to do that um, for so sure, for sure. so you. You've got a crazy background, right? I'm just reading your, like, bio and I I was doing research for this. (laughs) You've been a professional dancer. You've been a math teacher. You had all this different personal training experience. So you mentioned Rumble's two years old. Uh, Your husband, Andrew, I think was a founding member of the whole movement, right? So were you involved from the beginning or how did you get hooked on? Like these trainers that Rumble employs, how do you get involved in this thing?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um it I mean, technically, if you want to talk about my employment, no, I have not been involved since day 1. Um but that being said, my husband was the first person that Rumble had officially hired to help kind of like cultivate the program. Um, and I was like helping him nervously draft emails. Like, he would get so mad at me for saying this, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I was like living and breathing rumble from the day that he was hired. Um, even if I wasn't in front of the scenes, um, but yeah, it's been a crazy process. He was hired about six months before it was opened. Um, and it started in a basement with, you know, aqua bags and uh, dumbbells and like kind of working things out and trying different month rounds and. Practice classes and maybe this works and maybe that works. Um, and then it was built about six months later. We opened our doors for the first time. Um, so he taught there for about, I want to say, I don't even know my timeline anymore. Everything blends, but about like six to 10 months before I really decided that I was going to do this and I was going to try. Um, and I was working as a math teacher at the time in New Jersey. Um, and then I also was a fitness trainer on the side. So I would teach classes at night. I was more, I did teach kickboxing and hit and interval training, but I also taught dance cardio, um, and stuff like that. And I, was training in other gyms. So, I mean, this is a long story and I could get so super winded about it right now, but (laughs) all in all, um, eventually I left teaching completely um, and made the transition into fitness. And then from the transition into fitness full-time, I made the transition to rumble full-time. So I was all over the place and there's a lot more pieces than that, but yeah, now I'm here and I'm loving every second of it.
0: Like, did you have to audition or like get recruited? Or did Andrew know you enough to say, all right, you can do this?
1: Well, (laughs) did he know me enough? Yes, he knew that I could do it. We've been uh, together since I was 15 years old. So I would hope to God that he knew I could do it. (laughs) Um, But, but I still went through what I think was a tough audition process. I put a lot of pressure on myself, because he's not the only deciding factor in the company. Obviously, there's four wonderful founders, um, and a lot of people above him that make those decisions um and yeah I went through an interview process there was a lot of back and forth after I auditioned I onboarded for about three months practicing after the studio closed from like nine o'clock at night to one o'clock in the morning sometimes um just like running through rounds and practicing because when you're up there if you've taken a rumble class before like there's projectors on the wall that have to be switched and there's lighting that gets switched and there's music that changes every three minutes so on top of like making sure everyone's doing the right stuff and like correcting their form. So it's like a whirlwind. Um, So that's a lot of stuff to practice. So it was a long time before I was like fully ready to train. And then once I was in, I just like threw myself into it until I was ready to go.
0: So is that basically what the audition process is, is just pretend classes when no one's actually there until you get it all down? Or is there more to it?
1: it's part of it so you'll audition um if you are interested in being a, a rumble trainer you audition you kind of do a warm up it's definitely not your first ever group fitness experience just because again there's so many components in it so a lot of people that audition have group fitness experience already. They they know how to lead a class. Um, they have a stage presence, and then from there it's the boxing knowledge. So if they like your warm up, you'll come back. You'll run around. We'll train on the boxing side and on the weight side. And then from there, if you continue to make it through, you go through this intense um, onboarding phase where you'll work with a manager um, to like run through rounds, work the technology, understand how to make your classes because all of the classes are made by the trainer themselves. Um, so there's a lot of different pieces that go into it. And then, yeah, running those night classes.
0: Man, it sounds like a job in itself trying to get this job. But I guess when you're yeah. this popular <laughs> of a thing and you're expanding nationwide, you want to make sure you have the best of the best working for you. Now, Andrew, because I was looking at you guys and uh, the way you and I connected was through Instagram. And he's mm-hmm. a, one of the founding members of this fitness movement. But you have more Instagram followers than he does. Does he get jealous <laughs> at all about that or what? Is that like a, a source of contention in the household? <laughs>
1: It was not always that way. And we don't get petty like that. However, I will tell you right now, the day that I surpassed him, I was 100% sure to let him know about it. That's Hell sure. yeah,
0: you should have. Definitely. <laughs> um, now you guys, I mean, you make me throw up as a couple because you just seem so perfect. You're both in like perfect shape and you're doing all this amazing stuff and all this like success. <laughs> And, like, my girlfriend and I, we just sit on the couch and eat a lot of pizza and stuff, and you guys are, like, six-packs matching and everything. But it's a good thing. You make me throw up in a good way.
1: No, I love that. I love the honesty because I make us throw – I mean, I want to throw up a little bit when I
0: look at this, too. It's, like, ridiculous
1: (laughs) after a while. We're like, I cannot even. Um, But, no, it's good. It's good. We've been together a very long time, so – it's it's natural for us to work together it, I mean don't get me wrong we argue every now and then if you've been around us for more than a couple days at a time chances are you've <laughs> seen us argue um but it's, it's good we bounce ideas off each other we have a lot of fun all right
0: well, we're not going to talk about the rest of your romantic life because it's not what this podcast is for I can't give good advice <laughs> so, there. Uh, but so back to the work. so is this both of your full-time jobs or are you still doing stuff on the side
1: No, it is a full time job completely. Andy is um, actually the director of talent. So he manages the trainers nationwide um, Mm. with recruiting. We're opening in all these new cities. So on top of teaching a full schedule himself, he really works like insane amount of hours per week. Um, He's always working, always on his phone. Um, I am a full time trainer right now. I was – before this, I worked behind the desk at Rumble. I did that for a few months before I started training full-time while I was teaching at other gyms. But once you are a full-time trainer at Rumble, it is a full-time job just because your days are jam-packed. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But, like, even if you only teach three classes a day, there's only so many other components that go into it that, like, it would be – you would do a poor job if you had to focus on other things at the same time. It's just so
0: hard. Well, let's talk about that right now. Yeah, what's a typical day, yeah. week, like – because I see you can book – for those of you who don't know or haven't done it, you can book a particular trainer. You can see like, oh, Julia's teaching at 4 o'clock. I want to do that class. And I see sometimes you're doing like three four classes a day. So what's a typical day, a typical week like for a full-time Rumble trainer?
1: Yeah, so most trainers teach between 12 and 13 classes a week. Um, they can be at any times, usually five days a week. I know that Rumble tries to give everybody two days off just because it's strenuous on your voice. Like if you think about it, you're yelling at a microphone for 45 minutes. If you do that for 10 hours a week, your voice kind of needs the rest. Um, but you teach normally two to three classes in a day. Um, sometimes you have breaks, at least a 45 minute break in between classes, um but sometimes you have to travel between studios like in New York there's those three studios one's on the upper east side one is all the way down in noho there's another in chelsea so you have to account for travel time um and then you're every day you're making a new class for the following day so the goal is so that you don't have to do the same thing over and over again because you wouldn't want that as a client, right? So you create new combinations and you create new floor work so that you're always switching it up, making new playlists. Um, Most trainers train private clients as well on top of that. And then you still have your own workouts to get in. And managing Instagram is sometimes a full-time job in itself and like talking to you. So today my day, for example, was I taught three classes. I trained a private client. I just went to the gym. I'm talking to you. And then I will get home at about seven thirty tonight. So my day in total was eight o'clock in the morning to seven
0: thirty at night. Which is crazy. You're still I mean, hopefully this isn't too strenuous on you talking to me. I hope it's like a nice little break in your day, though it is still part of the job Yeah, honestly this is
1: just one more thing on my to do list and I was like, I have to do this podcast
0: right now. It's taking up like a half (laughs) hour of my day. I'm so busy. Well you said too I didn't I didn't realize this, but you work out in addition to all the classes you teach? Because that's kind of a workout in itself, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you, I can't say that training isn't active because it is. And most trainers when they leave their classes are dripping sweat. Like you're back and forth, you're running across the room, you're hyping people up, you're checking their form. But at the same time, you're not specifically lifting the weights and boxing yourself. You're demoing on the stage for them. So yeah, you definitely need to get in your own workouts. And I just went through a big period after like the holidays where I was like, I'm just going to chill and not do my own thing. And when I tell you, I got back on stage when San Francisco opened, and my stamina was so low, I wanted to crawl in a hole and die.
0: It was so horrible. (laughs) So you need to work out on your own to even be good at your job, basically.
1: Yeah, you need that endurance, you need the strength, and you just feel better as a human. Although, I love eating pizza, too.
0: Oh, well, Jersey girl, yeah, I can't can't deny you that. Pizza is my favorite thing in the whole world, so I...
1: I miss it so much. That's the one thing I really miss about the East Coast is that pizza.
0: And especially like Jersey pizza is better than I think New York pizza. So you're, you've got, you, you grew know what with that I don't, now you don't have it at all.
1: I feel, I don't want to like put this out in the public, but I kind of agree with you. I really do.
0: Yeah. It's, it's Jersey
1: pizza is really, really good.
0: But even, I think like the New York times even did a story this year and their headline was the best New York slice of pizza is in New Jersey. Like everyone, it's getting, people know this, <laughs> yeah. it's getting well known. So I think you're safe yeah. with your opinion and you're safe with me. A hundred percent.
1: Okay. Thank you. So, <laughs>
0: So it's obviously it's, it's blown up to the point that, yeah, you mentioned San Francisco. You guys were here in New York, and now it's in L.A. And this thing has mm-hmm. just expanded, and I'm sure it's going to keep going to more cities. Why, why is Rumble, what do you think about it, just makes it so popular? I mean, in two years, to go by Coastal is really successful for a business. So It's, it's kind of yeah. like a cult, too. Like my brother and sister-in-law do it, and they talk about it like they belong to this like super awesome, like, it's basically <laughs> like a cult feeling, right, in a good way. So what is I it about that. Rumble? Yeah. yeah, what is it about Rumble that makes it work? The good kind of work? cult,
1: not the cult that like sucks you in and doesn't let you out, not that. No, cult. no, no, it's
0: no, no. True. Yeah, the nice cult, not the bad cult. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Rumble is is fun. It just it puts a different spin on your workout. It's not somewhere that you should feel intimidated when you walk in like Rumble has done a really good job of creating a community so you feel welcome, you feel like you're part of something, and it's, it, the whole thing from the front desk experience to the art on the walls to the amenities in the bathroom to everything that's going on inside the class and the personal attention from your trainer, like it's one big giant package where it's not just like, hey, I'm going to the gym and then I'm going to go home. Right, like you go in for the experience, you have a great time, you get a great workout, you listen to great music, and then like that's just something that's going to keep bringing you back, and it's something that brings trainers back. Like trainers take class all the time; they don't have to, they're not paid to take classes, but they love it and they want to be a part of it.
0: So what next? I mean, is it going to be everywhere else in America? Is it just uh, like (laughs) big top ten cities? What what are the grand plans?
1: Um, there are a lot of plans for the future. It's expanding, and that's why I love my job with andy just because we get to travel to all these new cities and help open them and like we're meeting so many people and like everyone has a different like vibe but it's that same rumble feel which is so cool so right now it's new york la san francisco um we have washington dc and philly opening up in the spring um we're going to come back to san francisco for new locations because this market is crazy people out here love fitness i love it out here the energy is insane um, But there's a ton of more cities on the horizon. We're opening a second concept, which is going to be Rumble Treading with treadmills and dumbbells instead of boxing,
0: which is super cool. That sounds like a lot of um, multitasking for your body.
1: For your body, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and we're also um, launching an at-home business, which is amazing to have Rumble in your living room, as well as cycling and treading. So well, I mean, that's
0: huge too. Yeah. Cause you see so many things now like Peloton or all these YouTube channels that people can do in their houses. And that's the thing mm-hmm. about rumble is you go to the place and that's part of the cool thing too. But when it is four degrees outside and you want that rumble vibe, but you don't want to leave your house, I would imagine that's probably something you guys are thinking about, right? taking it to the, oh yeah, way.
1: yeah. It's very cool. I mean, just with the technology that's available to be able to bring the business to at home, just I mean, besides being in all these major cities, think about how many people aren't in these major cities and still want to experience Rumble. So that's really cool that we're able to reach them in that way.
0: So you, it sounds like a great plan, and, and there is a, a huge future here, but we've seen, like, different trends before, right? Taibo when we were, like, really younger, P90X, Zumba, <laughs> these things that really just come in, get super popular. My mom did
1: um, Gilad. Have you ever heard of Gilad? No, I don't even
0: know that one. What's that?
1: Google it. It's very fun. It's this man that does, like, beach workouts. I used to do it with my mom as a kid.
0: Gee lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So even going farther back than what I'm talking about, like this has been around for a while, right? So how does Rumble yeah. stay cool, stay hip, stay trending and not just become this thing that's like real hot right now, but then people move on to the next thing?
1: I think that I can really attribute this to the people that are above me and that are making the decisions. And, you know, Noah Neiman, who I'm, I'm sure you know who he is. He's the face of the company. He's one of the co-founders. He's amazing. Um, Eugene Rem, Andy Stenzler, who's the CEO and Anthony DeMarco, who's just like a Google mastermind. Like these guys are really like always next level. And I don't think that Rumble will ever, ever, ever be like, All right, cool. This is what we do. We box, we lift weights, we have our class. It's set. We're complacent. Now let's coast. Like, that's never the answer. And they're always thinking of the next thing. Just as an example, with this treading, with this at home, um, even within the boxing class, they're always like, how can we make this class better? Since it's open, we've changed the projections. We've gotten benches that are proprietary and accustomed to rumble so that no one else will ever be able to bring them into their room. And like, that's the thing that they're always thinking about. And so, Even if you're growing with Rumble, you're not taking the same class over and over again. They're changing that experience for you. And I think that really gives it some staying power.
0: Hey, by the way, I just thought about it for the treadmill thing. You guys can use shredding and shredding as like a slogan. That's on me. You can you can enjoy <laughs> that. Pass that up the up the flagpole at, at corporate and see if I can get like a little, market, a little marketing share or something. I will
1: pitch that for you 100%. <laughs> Andy was very into when we were engaged and we wanted to get married. Um, he was very into shredding for the wedding. I think he like oh, bought that's the like, domain, the website domain. And I was like, I cannot do this. I, re- I really, I cannot. I cannot.
0: Shredding for but the wedding. I love it. I can't. <laughs> so good. Well, you're still married to him, so at least, the, you know, it didn't yeah, yeah, too I far turn you right. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what about like for individual trainers? How is it? So, you, I'm sure, this has helped grow your popularity. We joked about the Instagram thing before, but as a mm-hmm. trainer, this has to have helped you get some more exposure, more clients. Uh, is that fair to say, or is it still not really yeah. something that's helped you out that much?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think it would be fair to say, I don't want to say that all of them are obviously because Instagram followers come from everywhere, but a lot of them are the people that are in my classes all the time. And I think that's really cool because I mean, Instagram went through a phase where I think it was becoming very fake and it was becoming very like, look at me and look at my abs and look at how pretty I am. And I actually think that it's turned more into some like authentic way of communicating and connecting with other people. And I think that's really, really cool. And I'm kind of seeing this shift happen and like, it's where people are reaching out like via direct messaging or comments and people are meeting each other and they're learning from like the videos that are being posted. And I think that's awesome. So yeah, I'm connecting with clients all the time. I'm meeting people. I know who the people were. Like I connected with people in San Francisco before I got here. And then when I got here and they were in my class, it was like, Oh my God, it's so great to finally meet you. And like, that's really cool that we have a tool that can do that. So weird to think about, you know, that that technology exists, but it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's how you and I connected, right? Like I, you, yeah, you exactly. we just connected there, you there and we've never actually met in person. And now we're talking here for like a half hour. Like we've been friends for forever, which is, it's, it's I great I it exists. I feel,
1: like, I feel like this is a very good relationship we're building just yeah. because of Instagram.
0: That's it. Right. And lucky for you, you do have the abs. So you can show them off and you can also have that human connection <laughs> authenticity. You can enjoy Instagram for both of its purposes. What's the goal? Sure. What's the goal like for you then? Is it, uh, is it like a Jillian Michaels kind of thing where you end up having your own TV show <laughs> or like you and Andy do a if it, an apparel if it was, or what? I,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe with a lot less uh, yelling, I, I'm a little bit different. Jillian Michaels is amazing. I looked up to her for so many years and um, she's a crazy, 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 crazy inspiration. However, um, I don't, I really don't, I don't know what's next for me and I keep, um, kind of trying to stay in the moment and take it one day at a time. Cause like, I don't, I mean, It's almost been a year already that we've been traveling and out of New York, we were in LA for five months. Now we're here for three or four months, we're going to be in Washington, DC after this. And like, I'm just trying to enjoy it and love it. And I'm also working on my personal brand, I want to take on more personal clients um, and work with other brands in that way. But I'm not sure what the next step is. And for the first time in a long time, I'm very okay with that. So it's great.
0: Yeah, if you can, well, stop and smell the roses, right? Pick any cliche you want. If you can't enjoy it along yeah. the way, then what's the point of even doing it? Okay. I, got a, I got a couple ways I always end the show with people with some like, quick questions designed just for you. But first, I want to take a little detour away from Rumble and talk about your former life as an NBA dancer. Because not many yeah. people had that experience either. So tell yeah. me all about that. You were with the, the 76ers, right? But what was yeah. For how long? What, how often? I want um, to know everything.
1: Okay, for sure. So I started with professional dance teams when I was in college. I danced for Rutgers. um, And then I left there and I started dancing in the NHL. Actually, that was my first one with the New Jersey Devils. Um, And we danced like off the ice on a little platform to the side, but it was so much fun. Um, And then I was like, I think I want to do MBA. And the closest at the time um, was Philly. So I would drive an hour and a half to Philly, dance at the games, practice, come back to my house in New Jersey. And I was working as a math teacher at the time. So it was like insane, but like one of the best experiences of my life. Like to be on the court is unreal. I think if you're a dancer, you should 100% audition for it because it is such a fun job to have.
0: But I think a lot of people who aren't that knowledgeable of like the sports entertaining world, they probably think that's your that's a full time job. They see NFL cheerleaders or dance crew, but it's not because it's just not sustainable at all, right? So you're doing math, you're doing the commute all the time. It's got to be a lot more intense than it looks.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people that dance professionally and like go on auditions during the day and are dance teachers and have different jobs and do it that way. Um, But I was already teaching and I was graduating from grad school at the time and I had just gotten a full time job and I was like, I really don't want to let this stop me. So I'm just going to go and audition and I wound up making it. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to make it work. And I would like go to school from 730 to 230 and then I would leave. I would drive to Philly. I would dance until 1130 and then I would come home, go to sleep and do it again. But for the time that I did it, it was so much fun
0: do you still use any, do you break out to dance every once in a while or use your math skills yes. from back in the day? Like do these old skills still translate to your life today?
1: Yes. 100%. First of all, if you take my rumble class, which we're going to have to get you in there when I get back to New York, yes, and please. Drops, I am on that stage dancing almost every single time. Cause it, I just can't help myself. Um, but yeah, I dance in class. Um, I still take dance classes for fun, even though I don't have the time to do it professionally anymore. And I get a text message like once every few weeks from like friends that have kids that are like, can you please help my kid with their math homework? And I'm like, yeah, I can use my skills. (laughs) Let me just get out a piece of paper real quick. And I love it. I miss teaching. Maybe I'll go back to it for someday. But for now, I'm loving what I'm doing.
0: There you go. You can take the girl out of dance and math, but you can't take dance and math out of the girl for the long term. I like it. Uh, quick, quick thing to put a button on that because you performed from what I read at both MSG, Madison Square Garden, and mm-hmm. Radio City Music Hall, right? I
1: did, yeah.
0: Those are like two of the most iconic venues in America. So I got to ask you, which one was the cooler one to say you performed in?
1: Oh my God, I can't even pick. They're both so cool. MSG, you have the people surrounding you from all sides in the arena like you're on a court. So it's unreal in that capacity. And then um radio city i was a backup dancer in a concert and that was just like unbelievable just to go backstage like if you ever um go see the christmas show with the rockettes and get the chance to do the backstage sure like go back there check out the dressing rooms like it's such an old theater but it's so iconic that it's so beautiful you, ju- you just got to see it for yourself it's so cool i
0: That's loved it very political way of not answering the question coughing out but <laughs> I might, I might let you slide because you've been so nice to talk to. So we'll say they're both Thank you. Cool. I
1: like them both the same. I actually forgot that I even did those things until you told me. That's how much I'm like so out of it, like in a whirlwind caught up in the rumble. You hey, well, know, that means you're. A that's bit.
0: a good busy, right? If you've been that successful yeah, already and you can't even remember that stuff. that 's what a good I'm doing
1: thing. so much. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, hey, whenever I, do, whenever I have someone come on, research, that's my thing. So I'm glad to bring back these positive memories from your past. <laughs> Well, uh, mm-hmm. I, I end every show, Julie, with the fun five. Uh, there are five quick, fun questions designed for you and you alone. But first, because I like to share the glow here, I do something called turn the tables. You don't have to do it, but I like to okay. give my guests a chance to ask me a question. Now, you and you know, I don't know each other basically that well at all. We've known each other for about a half hour that we've been talking. But if you <laughs> want to ask me anything, now's your chance. Go ahead. Pizza or Chinese food? Pizza. That's not even a, that's not even a debate. Seriously? Yeah. No it's just so, way. I mean, look, I love Chinese food, right? But when I eat Chinese food, it's usually like a Sunday morning after a rough night out. And it's just, it's all about like recovery. And I always feel a little bit worse after I eat it. But pizza, it's always, there's so many different toppings. There's so many different times of day you can eat it. So many different moods. Uh, It's so portable. You can eat a little or a lot. It's like, it's just so versatile. I love it so much.
1: I hear you, but rolls just have me. And maybe it's because I haven't had one in like six months because we can't find good Chinese food out here. If anyone is listening from San Francisco and you've got good Chinese food delivery, please send it my way because I miss it so
0: much. Uh, there we go. That's uh, the number one tip she needs for a San Francisco living: is the best Chinese Please. food you can find. Like, look, I love it. Well, what's your go-to order? Just a bunch of egg rolls, or do you get other? stuff? It's egg too?
1: rolls, lo mein, fried rice, chicken with broccoli, sesame chicken, like the whole thing.
0: All of the whole it. thing. I
1: love it so much. Yeah, and I, I'm a I'm a pizza girl, but I I don't think I would be just be able to decide between the two.
0: Oh no, I I will pick one over the other for sure. Although like a good general chose chicken. That's my go-to at every Chinese order. It's just amazing, but yeah, pizza almost never lets me down. So, I got to I got to stick with that. Good question though. That's a that is a tough choice for me. Thank you for from the spot. So, nice job. You should for get, sure. maybe you should start a rumble podcast and you can be the host. I would like that. The hard I'll, I'll think like about that. it. Yeah, do that. I'll think about it. <laughs> All right, time for the fun 5 It's how we end every show. Uh question number 1 uh, we talked about it briefly, but your your previous math career, you still helped your friends' kids out and stuff like that. What's your favorite kind of math?
1: Algebra. 100%. It's so fun.
0: Wow, that was a very quick answer. You knew that like I that.
1: I love it. I used to teach. I taught eighth grade for a little bit, and, like, the find X solving equations, like, it's like a puzzle. Like, I would do it for fun. That, I'm so nerdy, but I really would.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody – not many people say I would do algebra for fun, but I guess that's what makes you <laughs> unique. Uh, question two, I guess we've talked about it already. I wasn't planning on it, but what's your favorite cheat food? You mentioned Chinese and pizza, but give me, like, one specific meal. It is Chinese meal. and
1: pizza. Um, true story, I have been eating very healthy for all of January, and I've been really trying my hardest. However, last night before I taught – so it wasn't even, like, after the class. Before I taught, I went to CVS came into the back office at rumble and had half a pint of Ben and Jerry's half baked. And it was absolutely delicious. And I don't regret a second of it. It was so good.
0: Worth it. Hey, if you've spent all month doing well, you can do a little, a little cheat right? At that, the end right. Of the
1: month. Yeah. And you I love, love when you get into those habits that even by this morning, I was back to eating healthy and I was like, it's fine. I forgot all about it.
0: There you go. Perfect. When I get there someday, uh, hopefully I will, because I uh, I can't bounce back that easily. But you will. I'll help you to. out.
1: I'll help you out.
0: Love <laughs> it. Uh, question number three. What is your least favorite exercise?
1: Ooh, my least favorite exercise. Got to be a something you.
0: It's got to be something you just hate doing, even if you know that you have to do it in a workout.
1: This is going to ruffle a couple of feathers because it's most people's favorites. But I really. And it's not I don't hate them. They are my least favorite. I'm not a big squat girl. I do them anyway. However, I, le- I just working out my legs is so hard for me. And I don't know if it's because I grew up dancing, but I could work out my arms seven days a week when it comes to squatting, especially with weights. It's I suffer through it every time.
0: And that's one so of like hard. the most basic, uh, you know, good exercises know. there is. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one to say. I thought they're, you were be like essential. burpees or something like that. No,
1: I actually love burpees. I oh. love cardio. I love high intensity moves. It's the squat. I can't do it. All I right. mean, I can
0: do it. I just don't love it. Right, right, right. Understood. <laughs> uh, this question comes from my sister-in-law, Laura. She's the one who got me involved <laughs> in trying Rumble. And when I said I was talking to you, She was like, "Oh my gosh, I love her and Andy." (laughs) uh, She's actually taking your husband's class. He's back in town this weekend, and he's teaching an eight thirty an eight thirty a.m. Saturday class. And she said, "He's in town. I gotta go." Um, So she's a big fan, big fan (laughs) of you guys. And she has this question. I'm going to quote her directly. What's okay. your favorite? Oh, What's your favorite ab exercise? And how can we manage to get and maintain the abs that you have? I'm woman crushing <laughs> so hard, and she put four exclamation points at the end of that, so she was very excited to ask that question.
1: Please tell her that she made my day. If you asked that question in the beginning about what the best thing that happened to me this week besides that, that would
0: have been from this client
1: that. <laughs> That would have been it. That would have been it. I appreciate it.
0: I'll let her know. I'll let her Um. know. But yeah, favorite ab (laughs) exercise and how do we we get and maintain abs like yours?
1: Okay, well, my favorite ab exercise, which is separate from the second part of the question, is an oblique twist. I love working my obliques. You twist back and forth, you're going to feel it right away. That being said... You're still going to work your core when you lift your weights, if you're doing them properly, if you lift your legs, everything that you do, you should feel that core being activated. And that's really the secret to what builds your abs in addition to diet. So even though I just talked about like the Ben and Jerry's yesterday, and there was a time where my abs weren't here for a month and I didn't freak out about it. Like it's drinking a lot of water. It's eating a lot of vegetables and it's eating your carbs that are healthy in the morning. And that's really all it is.
0: So there, so there's That's no magic it. magic pill or solution, huh? There's it's just no eating magic. well and exercising. I really wish yeah. that there
1: was. It's eating well and exercising. And a glass of wine on Saturdays because we do it all the time.
0: They, you, you have to or else you'd go insane. Got to have exactly. your glass at least once a week. All right. Yep. Last question for you, Julia. Question five in the fun five. You are a Jersey girl. I'm a Jersey guy, so I'm going to be judging this answer very uh, uniquely. <laughs> bon Jovi or Springsteen?
1: Oh, uh. Oh my goodness. This is a hard one. I mean, I'm uh,
0: don't say both again. Like before, I can't no, let you do that all no, the time.
1: I'm not going to say both. And I appreciate the music of both people. I just, if I had a pick, I would rather listen to hip hop. So that's why. But that being said, I have always belted out halfway there living on a prayer at every sweet 16 I've ever gone to. So I'm going
0: to have to say Bon Jovi. There you go. Uh, I'm a Bon Jovi guy too. We went to the same high school. So I feel like I have to be Bon Jovi for life, but you're right. They're both great, both iconic, but I like your choice. Well done.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: All right. Well, uh, we got to wrap this thing up because we've been talking for so much, but you've got a class to teach in a little bit and I've got to get going as well. So thanks so much, Julia, but tell people, where can they find out more about you, about Rumble, any social media stuff? Plug whatever you want to yeah, plug. Go for it.
1: For sure. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Julia L. Stern. And fun fact that L does not stand for anything, but Julia Stern was taken, so I didn't know what else to do. Did just pick the letter
0: L? So yep.
1: I just I don't even have a middle name. I just felt uh, like doing it. That's cool. Um, and then Rumble is at rumble-boxing.com. And their Instagram handle is rumble
0: i don't know if it's dash or underscore give me one second yeah rumble underscore boxing i'm surprised every trainer doesn't have the uh, handle like temporarily tattooed Tattooed on on my
1: yeah i I know i couldn't remember if it was a dash or an underscore but it is rumble underscore boxing
0: beautiful awesome well julia thanks so much again i appreciate it best of luck continuing with the expansion and the moving around i'm sure you're gonna love dc Uh, Good luck in finding Chinese food in San Francisco. uh, Thanks so much. Yeah, next time you're back in New York, if you're teaching one of of these classes, I'll have to come in and and do this thing for real in real life.
1: For sure. I can't wait to meet
0: you. All right, beautiful. And thanks to you guys for listening. Make sure to go to mikejanella.com for all previous episodes, and you can find me on social media, at mikejanella on every platform. Thanks again to Julia. Thanks again to Rumble for giving me some awesome workouts lately. And, yes, thanks to you guys for tuning in like you always do. I'll do even better next time. See ya.